We are not going to be talking about post-event yep. hydration that comes in the form of brewskis. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Coaches on Couches. Bing slouches. I don't feel so slouchy. I was just slouching a lot more, but I just sat a little tight. So today we are going to talk about a little bit more specific hydration um, conversation here about the value of sweat sodium concentration testing. Yeah, we are not going to be talking about post-event yeah. hydration that comes in the form of brewskis. No, we're not talking That's for about a different time. We're not talking about chugging beers. We're today. not talking about chugging beers after your your big event. Yep. We're talking about sweat sodium concentration. We will yes. get into that. I am Coach Dale Sanford. And I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels, from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking out Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete, or all up on that Insta at BPC Performance. You nailed it, dude. Bam. You nailed it. Dale told me last second. He's like, uh, hey, can you read it today? I said, <laughs> I have to take I have to take the iPad, so you gotta read Ooh, it. It's high pressure. All right. Well, I guess we'll hop to it. <laughs> yeah, now what do we do? Shout outs. There we go. We got a long list. This we're gonna try to run through these pretty mm. quickly because there's a, a a pretty stellar list here. So first shout out has to be uh fast fill. Yeah. Philippe Gilbert. Gilbert. He still got it, man. He does. Still got it. He's, he's going for, for those who don't know who Philippe Gilbert is, or Fast Phil, as we call him, uh, one of the top pro, former world champion, uh, one of the top pro uh, cyclists out there, and he's been doing it for years now. But uh, he, he just won what many consider the classic. Yeah. You know, we talked about the hardest classic being Flanders. Uh, with all the cobbled climbs, this one's pretty flat, but it is unrelenting with the amount of cobbles. Yeah. And old fast, like thirty fast sectors or twenty-eight sectors of cobbles. Yeah, it's like fifty-five k worth. Yeah, I mean it's it beats you up for sure. It's a beast. So congrats to you. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Ben Canute and Dan- Daniela mm-hmm. Reef. Oceanside seventy point three, like every year, turns out to be like almost a world championship event. Like the the best mm-hmm. of the best come out, but obviously it's San Diego, so it's super super good uh, weather usually. Uh, so congrats to them for taking the win. Uh, we had a we had what duathlon national championship mm-hmm. this weekend in Greenville. Um, so there's several races going on there. So. Um, but this is like everyone's news update too. This is like the quick news update. Yeah, Not just me- shout outs. This is news. Mechanic <laughs> Gates, uh, who's from Canton, Georgia, mm. close by from where I'm from, where Molly's from, my wife. Uh, Justin Lippert take the draft legal due Full national send, championship. He sent it. Sent. Collapsed in a heap at the finish line. Hydration. That's how I like it. <laughs> so, no, so that means you sent it. There we go. 
And uh, our good buddy Kirsten Sass uh, Sass, was third third in the race and took her an age group win and just kind of threw another uh, national championship medal in the in her car. (laughs) She is uh, she is something else. We're gonna get her on the couch. uh, We are. She's actually gone through the the sweat sodium testing that we're gonna talk to you about, and she's done a lot for like letting other people know just how helpful it's been for her. So uh, moving on, Megan Phil now and, and Patrick Parrish uh, took the non, a standard non-drafting national championships. I, I'm familiar with Patrick only because he's uh, from Minnesota, so him and Bennett uh, mm. battled it out uh, oh, over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Todd Buckingham, cinnamon roll himself, again <laughs> Cassidy Hickey took the sprint non-draft national championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man loves cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Uh, you can't hate on that, I guess. <laughs> and then one more big shout out. Just this morning, this just in, hot off the press. Our town, Memphis, Tennessee, is in the running for a new Ironman race. So you can bet that we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that Memphis uh, lands on top of that list. For sure, yeah, that'd be huge. So huge if anybody from yeah, if anybody from Ironman's listening, give us a shout. We know people. We got friends in low places. <laughs> we'll we'll help. Only low. We don't have any in high places, uh, yeah, but we got yeah. some in low. Uh, also, shout out to Hart Robinson, David Collins. Both went to Austin to do the Austin Rattler. Uh, both have gotten into Leadville already, but this is kind of a, a tune-up style race for them. To see how uh, the legs were at. Weather was horrible, unfortunately. It goes, yeah, it ends up yeah cooperate. getting getting canceled or not canceled called uh, early because of lightning, but. Hart Robinson, first age group. David Collins, ninth age group. And uh, Hart ended up top 10 overall. David was climbing through the ranks um, before it got called, but he was only a few minutes off top five. So a great result for both of them. And uh, We can't forget our our folks that raced local this weekend, Los Locos Duathlon. Lots of uh, age group wins and, and placings uh and then our our um our man philip uh not Gilbert, machine, the machine philip machine young he uh his only goal was to take down the course record and he did that in the uh in the uh rain booyah in the wet so wet roads booyah. yeah yeah and those that have done that there's it's two u-turns it's per lap per five lap. laps yeah <laughs> it's a lot of u-turns on a wet course on a wet course not so fun and uh he smashed it so cool all right, that's it for moving shout-outs. on. I think that's it. All right, so we're going to jump into it. So what the heck is sweat sodium concentration testing? So when we talk about sweat sodium concentration, we, we have to note that there's really two parts to the hydration puzzle. Mm-hmm. We've got the fluid side to it, and then we have the electrolyte side to it, neither of which can be ignored. Correct. Uh, and both... And this is the key word here. Both need to stay in balance. Correct. It's not being really hydrated and putting in a ton of electrolytes and just hitting it nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really just about keeping it all in balance. But uh, the tricky part is, is that the two parts of that, when you consider those things, the loss of those things, you have fluid loss and electrolyte loss. And fluid loss is extremely variable throughout the year whether what kind of clothes you wear the intensity of your workouts uh humidity 
Another way to think about it would be your sweat rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fluid loss, you know, if you're a super sweaty person versus a non-sweaty person, but essentially how much are you expelling yep. over the course of a, uh, a workout or a race? So if you think about the, the other part, electrolyte side of it, um, the total loss is going to depend on your sweat rate. Correct. Total output of electrolytes, mainly sodium, uh, is going to be um, dependent on your sweat rate. But your sweat sodium concentration, and that's what makes this testing so valuable, is that it's fixed. It's a genetic trait so that once you're tested, that's it. Like you, That's a you, part of the puzzle you know that your, you no you longer know have number. to... Yep. Yep. So it's a one-time test. You're done, and then you can use that number to configure your hydration strategy for all different distances or, or whatever. Yeah, temperatures. Uh, scenarios. Yeah, because yeah. different times of year, you're going to sweat more or less. So I always like to think of it like sometimes you turn the hose on a lot more, mm -hmm. but once you know your electrolyte, your, your sodium number, essentially, once you know that, um, you know, you know what you need to be replacing with. How much you're losing just depends on how hard the, yeah, how much the faucet's been turned on or off. Yep. And so, um, you know, the next question kind of becomes why? Why is sodium mm -hmm. so important? Um, and you know, we talk about s sodium being the king of electrolytes because it's basically what the, you're losing the most of. The other electrolytes, calcium, magnesium, and potassium, they're all lost at a lower rate. And generally, they don't become a, a real big issue until you're already pretty dehydrated. Mm -hmm. um, so sodium is the main electrolyte in your extracellular fluid. That's like your blood and a lot of the fluid like in your joints and stuff like that. Whereas the potassium, magnesium, calcium, those are all kind of intercellular. Um, so... Obviously, we have uh, a lot more extracellular fluid in the body, um, and and those fluids are lost at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. So the other thing, the other reasons that you know, there's a lot of things that sodium do within the body. Physiologically, um, sodium is a big player in the the travel of electrical impulses in the body. So when your brain sends an impulse to a muscle to fire, sodium plays a role in that. So if you're low in sodium your muscles tend not to, not to work so well. Not working quite like they should. Yeah. Um, and then the, the one the other one, other major one uh, amongst others that I want to mention is sodium plays a decent role in digestion. So when you get low sodium and then you throw in food you've been eating for, you know, all of your training and all mm -hmm. of a sudden that food doesn't want to agree with your stomach, it mm -hmm. may just be that you're having trouble digesting the food either because sodium is low or you know you may be that far into a race where your heart rate climbed up and now the body is kind of shutting down digestion altogether but sodium could play a role in that as well mm -hmm. um obviously sodium helps keep water in the blood so it keeps huge. blood yeah. plasma volume high exactly this is a big one here uh i mean so that's that's a huge part of that's going to help keep you cool you know that's yep. something that's going to help help keep you cool and you know if you're in the if you're in the southeast like we are there's a few hot days each year. Yeah, there's a little bit, just a couple. Uh huh. Uh, so, so you know, I, I can't stress the importance of balancing sodium and keeping sodium balanced while you're training and racing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, r like more research is coming out on this stuff, and 
people are actually finding that you can withstand more fluid loss as long as your sodium stays in balance. So um, that's why, personally, we kind of hinge more on let's get this part of the puzzle nailed down. Uh, Your body will kind of regulate how much you need to drink Mm -hmm. via thirst. Um, But if we have the sodium part of it nailed down, then, you know, tendency is there's never any issues. You rarely, you know, rarely issues. Yeah, far less. Um, So the other part to sweat sodium and why it is super important and, and the value of this testing is so high is because the range of sweat sodium concentrations is massive. Yeah, I think this is something that's been the most or one of the most enlightening things for me is just how how big that range can be and how most, you know, myself included, most people don't really realize. You see sports drinks are at a certain, you know, sodium milligram, electrolyte milligram level. You assume that that's tailor fit to that's what you need, right? Yeah. Um, but what we have what we have found through this testing is Sometimes that's nowhere near what what you need. Myself being one, you being another, you yeah. know, by just drinking like I used to just drink the the zero cal or low cal Powerade. That was like my go-to. And I'm like 800 milligrams shy per liter and I'm sweating out in the summertime when yeah. it's hot, two and a half plus liters per hour. Yeah, just as a comparison like when you're comparing the variance of sweat rate and sweat mm-hmm. sodium concentration, sweat rate can vary pretty well, mm-hmm. like pretty pretty high, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's usually like maybe a four times or five times swing. Yeah. Whereas like sweat sodium concentration can be up to ten times different yeah. in From seemingly individ- yeah. similar individuals. Like there is no rhyme or reason. Uh-uh. I mean, we have not found. It's not like that is a high performing athlete. They are going to be this, right? We we've tested like close to three hundred people at this point and mm-hmm. have found zero trend as to you know aside from asking them the questions. That's how you can formulate what you know what you think it's going to be. Yeah. But like, look if you looked at a person, looked at their training past age gender, mm-hmm. anything, you would never be able to guess. Uh, so, you know, on the low end, it could be 250 milligrams per liter. So we break it down that way, milligrams per liter of sweat. So roughly 32 ounces, just to make it yeah, easy. Yeah, sorry. Uh, if you're not familiar with the metric system, it's actually be. a little more than 32 ounces, but yeah. we'll, we'll leave it at 32. Yeah. So uh, on the low end, 250 milligrams, 200, 250 milligrams. On the high end, 2,000 plus milligrams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the higher numbers that I've seen, not from our testing, but from others, is uh, in the 2,300 mark. You know, it's, and that is, like, that's not to be understated. That's two grams of sodium per liter of sweat. That person could possibly have a sweat rate of, like two to three liters an hour. Yeah. And now we're talking six grams of sodium per hour. Mm-hmm. Which a- there's no way you can get that in. And we'll kind of talk more about the fact that um, you got to take into account the amount of fluid going in with the electrolytes, right? And we'll probably dive into this a little yeah. bit more. But just thinking about in order to get that amount of electrolytes, that would be 
what, 12, like, Powerades to get 6,000 yeah. milligrams? <laughs> it's a lot of Powerade. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But, you know, we'll talk more about how you want the concentration right as well. You don't... Yeah. You, you can't think of it as, I'm just going to try to get the electrolytes in, and then anytime you're taking an extra fluid, that's actually diluting yeah. that balance that you were talking so about. So that's before. not to, like, that's not to, like, scare like to scare anybody because, mm-hmm. um, that's like the high end, the high end, yeah, like we, high. in the 300 tests that we've done, we haven't come across somebody that high. Yeah, uh, we haven't hit someone over 2000. Yeah. We're, I think the highest test that we've come is just right under 1900 milligrams. Which is a lot. Um, and actually you'll, if you follow our Facebook, you'll see a post about that mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yes. Um, so, you know, the average, for us, and actually, uh, you know, um, with Precision Hydration, our partners, you know, we share the data that of, of testing, and our average and their average is, like, spot on. Mm-hmm. So, the validity of the data is there. Um, so, our average is right around 970 milligrams, so we'll say 1,000 milligrams, and theirs is, like, 960. It's, like, really yeah. close. Um, so... Um, if you take that into consideration, and all this testing has been done on athlete population, the average sports drink coming in at um, 450 milligrams per liter is less than half, mm-hmm. roughly half, mm-hmm. of what uh, the average athlete yep. needs. So there's a bit of disparity there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, it's probably a little skewed since you know people that would come to us. Sure would be someone who's maybe had an issue with cramping or, you know, some people are just curious and they want to be dialed in. Um, But so even if you factor in that, okay, maybe it's skewed a little bit high just because, you know, we're dealing with people who have maybe had issues in the past. That's still a big, (laughs) it's still a big, (laughs) way above what you find with your, what do you call it? Over the counter? What do we call those? Over the counter? (laughs) (laughs) On the shelf? On the shelf Shelf, uh, products? Yeah. Which I used to go for because I knew that they would be in any gas station convenient. I went yeah. to, any convenience store. Yeah. I knew that if I was traveling, if I was racing, that that would be a product that I could get, which is why I stuck with the you know your Powerades and your your Gatorades. But they were totally underserving my needs. Right, and then you you know you get to the point where you have enough really bad days, mm-hmm. really bad races that are not really well explained by. Mm-hmm poor preparation, poor fitness, you know, stuff like that. You just, most people would, most people end up shrugging it off as, well, I just don't do well in the heat, yep. you know? And that's what I did for years was, mm-hmm. oh, man, I just cannot race in the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you were pretty much to the point where you weren't going to race or train in the I heat I was anymore. skipping races that yep. were going to be hot. Mm-hmm. And I probably, and I, I basically stopped racing from like June through August because <laughs> it was going to be too hot. Too hot, you know? Um, but lo and behold, my sweat sodium concentration is on the very high end Mm -hmm. around 1500 milligrams per liter. And I have a decently high sweat rate, especially when it gets hot. So, um, that's the multiplier there. That's a big time multiplier. I was, you can have a high sodium concentration and if you're not sweating, it's not an issue. Not an issue. But if you're someone who sweats a lot or, and I guess on the other side, you could have low Sweat sodium concentration number, but you could be a very sweaty person, right? And you're going to run into issues. We I ran into that this week. Yeah, uh, uh, 
one of my athletes who we've tested uh, is training for um, Gulf Coast 70.3. So he's in, in the biggest part of his training. Mm-hmm. It's getting warmer here mm-hmm. and haven't had any issues to this point because it's been cooler. Mm-hmm. And he's actually one of the lowest people we've tested. Yep. I think he came in at like four or something like milligrams per liter. So, you know, we for the winter time had him on a pretty low strength drink. Um, but now that the what the temperatures come up and his sweat rate has kicked in, yeah. uh, he's a sweaty dude. Mm-hmm. And so, and right now, even though temperature's not hot by summer standards, so like last week we kind of got into the seventies. Even though it's not hot by summer standards, your body's not used to it. We've had that cold winter, yep. And so seventy degrees right now is similar to what the body's going through at you know one hundred and five degrees once you're adapted to it. So right now is kind of crucial. People who are experiencing stuff, even though it doesn't seem like it's hot, your body is not used to it. So it's it's undergoing that stress. But since we knew that number, that Mm -hmm. sweat sodium concentration, um, then all all it came down to was, okay, let's test your sweat rate. What's happening with the fluid? Like how much fluid's going out? We found out he's sweating a lot. So then in order to... What was this? What was the sweat rate? Do you, do you remember uh, offhand? It, it was over two. Okay. You know, on a on a run. Okay. So, um, you know, especially running, you have to consider you can't physically drink as much as you can on the bike. Yeah. So there's always that or that, carry right. Right. There's yeah. that imbalance in in mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah. To take in fluids. Yeah. So, you know, the average person can really only drink roughly a liter an hour. Heavy sweaters, I know you and I can both take down almost two liters an hour when it's really hot out Mm -hmm. and have no stomach problems on the bike. Yeah. Uh, But when you're running and everything's sloshing around, like you start to, you know, you try to take down a liter an hour running, that's tough. So when you know you're not going to be able to get in the fluid volume that you need to get the sodium you need... Now we have to increase the strength of that drink. We know where your sweat sodium is, but we have to get above that now because you, the, the sheer volume, net volume going out is, yeah. is higher. Sweat yeah. rate's gone up. Yeah, you but need if to we know didn't... how many milligrams you're losing per hour and figure out what you got to do to bring that yeah. into alignment. Yeah, but if we didn't know the sweat sodium number, we would just go, go off sweat rate and we just we would just basically have to say, well, we can try to increase sodium or we or just drink more. Mm-hmm. And most people say, well, I can't. I can't physically. I'm drinking as much as I can right now. Yeah, yeah you can train yourself to drink a little bit more, but uh, you're, you're going blind a little bit on it. Mm-hmm. And with this, all it came down to is, okay, up up the strength of the drink. Double drink, it, yeah. Drink the same amount and mm-hmm. no issues last week. Mm-hmm. So... Boom, problem solved. Uh, so, well, I, I did my own experiment uh, unintentionally a few weeks ago when we did the oh, long ride. Oh, man. So it was a decently warm day. And one of the first decently warmed it. By decently, it got up to like 65 or whatever. And long ride. And I did not have uh, any product with me. And you live so far away, uh, all the products over here, that I didn't take any of my, my pH stuff. I live less than a mile away, by the way. <laughs> Less than a mile. So, but I was like, ah, it'll be fine. You know, it's going to be cooler to start with. We'll probably, you know, whatever. I made a lot of excuses in my own mind. And that last hour and a half, like I ended up coming home with a, you know, like headache and just feeling horrible, like nauseous, didn't want to eat. And it was like, 
night and day the next uh, hard effort longer ride that I did where I stayed on top of my my uh, electrolytes and had the proper drink that I needed it was like a night and day difference with how I felt and how I felt the rest of the day like getting home and wanting to lay on a couch versus getting home feeling fresh like I could have ridden ridden longer and ready to tackle a, a massive honey-do list <laughs> yeah so like like at the at the bare bones, and this is like if you took away like what the value of this is, mm-hmm. it it gives you a guide to know what strength your sports drink should be. Yeah. Period. Um, you know, so y- your sports drink now could be completely underserving you. Um, and there are some times where the uh, your drink could be over like over strength. You know. Generally, that's not going to be a big issue, um, mostly in the co- like colder weather, and you know. But like, keep in mind, it's your body is very good at at processing and filtering out sodium. So, um, well, we get a lot of questions about you know, can I overdo sodium? Mm-hmm. Um, if you are an athlete, you know, I have to say, you know, I'm not a doctor. You should ask your doctor. But uh, if you're an athlete and you're sweating a decent amount. Um, you know, there really should not be any issues with overdoing sodium. It's very hard to get, uh, hyper nutrient. So, uh, that's usually not a worry. During Uh, your, during your training. Yes, yes, yes. Don't think you need to be just pounding electrolytes day in, day out. Devouring, yes, correct. But if you're someone who's... Yeah. And that's where having the value of knowing your number is... So, you know, the, uh, one thing to, to understand here is that when you're looking at total, you know this number now, you're looking at total net losses of sodium over a, uh, a period of time. What may not affect you whatsoever in two hours, three hours, is likely not going to work for you know, four, six, eight plus hours because you're always going to run a bit of a deficit. Generally, you're going to have some sort of a deficit Mm -hmm. and that deficit rolls over every hour, you know, a hundred milligrams or 200 milligrams deficit over three hours, 600 milligrams loss of sodium is usually nothing like no big deal at all. uh, As long as you start topped off. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, if you're running a 200 milligram deficit over a 12 hour race exactly or a longer race now we're talking grams and grams of sodium loss and that's where your sodium balance starts to drop mm-hmm. uh and it gets low enough to really have some bad effects mm-hmm. uh once your sodium level is low that's what we call hyponatremia um and that actually has similar symptoms to what most people would think is dehydration um so um having this number, having this sweat sodium, like allows us to plan uh, like more detailed hydration strategies for a two hour event or a one hour event or a 45 minute event on the way up to 24 hour plus, you know, events. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's just a massive value for ultra endurance athletes. I think that's a, a huge thing yeah. to put out. I mean, if you, it's a, it's kind of a no brainer if you're doing mm-hmm. like super long events mm-hmm. where 
you know, nutrition and hydration are basically a whole nother sport. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I call that, it the that fourth can be sport. The, yeah, like, that can be the 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 maker or breaker of anyone yeah. who's doing ultra style stuff. Like we tell people all the time, like if you're doing a, so I just got done doing the the thing on Friday. Hundred ended up being like 145 miles from Chattanooga to Nashville. And even though the pace wasn't high, the weather was pretty warm for most of it. I was sweating quite a bit. Um, and going into it, I know it's it was all about staying on top of nutrition. If you can stay on top of nutrition and you don't go out way too hard. Yep. So pacing, nutrition. If you can like have those two things right where you don't go into that big hole early, most of the time you're going to be you know, A-OK, assuming you've done a decent amount of training. But... If you get that wrong, if you get nutrition wrong, or you get behind on nutrition, it's like game over. Uh, because each hour that goes by is a multiplier. Yep. Of, you know, take a small range, multiply it by 24, <laughs> that becomes huge. You know, if you're off by a little and you're only doing one hour, it's not going to bother you. And the and the generally speaking, the sodium deficit is easier to combat. Mm-hmm hourly than fluid like if you have a high sweat rate yeah uh there you know if you are a heavy sweater like us two you know two to three liters an hour you're not gonna be able to drink that much no so we need to drink as drink what you can and just make sure that you're getting in as close to that sodium you know uh number that you need as possible so something really quick on the facebook uh, feed brad malone is uh is or was on uh, he says, number one, this sweat testing and pH product is golden and changed me on the bi- uh, changed my on the bike performance after the first ninety minutes, plus uh, all of his post ride cramping. It works. Period. He says. Yeah, I, he's I mean, someone who it has changed a lot. Like he was in a similar boat where he was really struggling to do anything during the summertime over right. ninety minutes long. I mean, without getting without making this into a massive sales pitch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could read off email after email after email of people who have been tested, mm-hmm. had major issues. They came in. We found out what their sweat sodium concentration was. We went over and, and helped them formulate a, a personalized hydration plan. And a week later, you're like, they're like night and day. It's yeah, night exactly. and day. It's, I mean. Yeah, that's why I don't even feel it's like a sales pitch. I don't feel like I'm selling something when it's something that's yeah just helps, you know, it works. It helps so many people. The, you know, the, the number of people that have came in and said, I can't even get two hours mm-hmm. on a bike or, or running without cramping like crazy. Yeah. Or, or I just constantly feel terrible after longer rides. Uh, you know, those are the, those are the ones where it should not even be a question. Like, let us help. Like, mm-hmm. let's get this figured out. And it's and just going to increase the enjoyment of your training so and much And even more. if you, yeah, even if you don't live in an area where you, you know, can't get tested, you can do the online test and we can post a link to that. Yeah, it we'll, runs you through the questionnaire and it pretty much helps you kind of get a ballpark yeah. range based on your answers to questions. Um, but yeah, ultimately, if you're struggling then probably the best money you can spend is to really find out what your actual number is so you can just dial everything a lot better. But even if you can't, going through that questionnaire can help. Absolutely. Yeah. So just a real quick kind of like, you know, people are maybe wondering like how the test is done and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, the test that we do, there's a few different versions of sweat sodium testing. 
uh, the, the test that we do is actually non-exercise induced. So you actually come and you will sit probably on this couch. Good chance it's that couch. Uh, right where Dale's at, actually. Actually, yeah, this is the spot. <laughs> um, and we'll hook you up to uh, a machine that runs a slight electrical current through your arm. It doesn't, it's not like, it's like a baby tins unit. You barely feel it. Uh, we've only had three grown men cry, and that's it. And then we collect their tears. Yeah. And then it cries. We just collect t- tears and run that through. Uh, but it's a, a small electrical current for, you know, forces you to sweat in that one little spot on your arm. And then we put a collector over it and it, and it, uh, collects the sweat from your arm. And then we run it through the machine and we've got, uh, we've got the info we need to, to dial in a customized hydration plan. It really, really only takes 30, 40, 40 minutes, unless you're super mm-hmm. hairy. Yeah, we have had to shave people's arms before. <laughs> just once, just once. Just once. Um, but the test doesn't take long at all. Um, and cost-wise, uh, w- most testing centers, including us, are anywhere from 149 to 175 bucks for the test. Um, and then for us, you know, when we go and do groups, and you know, we we do gr- we've done groups kind of all over the West Tennessee. Uh, you know, our area, you know, depending on the size of the group, it can get as low as like 99 bucks Mm -hmm. if it's, if it's a pretty sizable group. So, um, you can always come in, you can organize a group, uh, testing thing and we'll come in and do a seminar on hydration and, and get everybody tested and dialed in. Um, but it, it's by far personally in the last two years, at least, I mean, one of my favorite things that we do because oh man, it's yeah. just helped so many people that it's it's just... and it's instant. I mean, when you take someone through a training program, that's a process. You know, it's a long yeah. process. This is something that has helped a lot of people, ourselves included. Both of us are yeah. like walking. That's why we're pounding the it. pulpit right now because yeah. it's made such a like huge difference. If you know our... someone who struggles, you know, tag tag them uh, on on Facebook or have them shoot us a message. And we can help kind of walk through what situation they're having. Because sometimes cramping can be, you know, muscular. If someone goes out and doubles their mileage that they're, you know, <laughs> they're not used to doing that, you can have some muscular breakdown that causes cramping. But yep. if you're someone who on a recurring basis is having cramping issues, there's a really good chance that we can help you and uh, get you back to enjoying the sport and not in a position where you're like, well, maybe I just have to bag it in the yeah. summertime. Maybe I'm just a winter person. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's it's it's been huge. Let's touch real quick on um the whole preload thing. So I was gonna get to that in just a second. Oh, were you? Yeah. So we had a question come in on uh, an Instagram post that we put out. Gotcha. For thing. So uh, Nila Luis, she's a, a new Georgian, apparently. A new Georgian. Sli- Is that kind of like Instagram a New Mexican? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was so, a New Mexican. Yeah. So. She, she asks, you know, how, how can she avoid headaches post longer runs in the heat? And this is like really common. Um, I, you know, I was just saying how I yeah, had that the other day. I know you've had several like migraines. Like, yeah, I had to be like, I had to have my wife pick me up once. Yeah. Oh. So what, what can happen is when your blood sodium gets low and you basically are hyponatremic, mm-hmm. uh, your body does whatever it can to balance out sodium so its first response is to push water out of the blood yep. into the cells uh, so that the concentration of sodium in the blood comes up 
Uh, so while you then get more dehydrated, uh, fluid-wise, your your blood sodium will come up to, to normal levels so or it tries function. to get there. Yeah. But the downside of that is now your your cells are swelling, and that includes the cells in your brain. So when you when you have when you essentially get hyponatremic, you can get some pretty like bad headaches. Yep. Uh, you know, haziness, dizziness, headaches, nausea, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and part of that's caused because of this, the swelling of the cells. Now, um, in order to fight that, one of the biggest things that we recommend is a preload. And one of the biggest mistakes I think a lot of people make before exercise <laughs> is, and I used to do it all the time, I would preload by drinking a whole lot of water. Yeah. I mean, Worst like, okay, 16 case ounces of water at least yeah. head out the door with my two bottles that were filled with water. We had, and I have to go, I have to jump, I have to go take a left here. Yeah. We had a guy come in and two weeks ago and he's been cramping like crazy, blah, blah, blah. And, and one of the first things I always ask is like, how much water do you drink during the day? Dude was drinking like two gallons of straight water a day eating low sodium granted he you know he lost a bunch of weight and it was kind of like a suggestion from his cardiologist to lay off on sodium and exercise and stuff like that but as type a endurance athletes do Mm -hmm. we took it pretty serious so we went way high on the water and uh, like absolutely no sodium in diet and then he's you know training for long trail runs or long runs period marathons and stuff like that and so he could barely make it to 10 miles without cramping. So uh, while we got his electrolytes dialed in, we also had to tell him, okay, ease off on the, on the daily water or at least cycle in some electrolytes with that water mm-hmm. um, because you're just flushing out. Like when you, if your preload uh, tactics involve slamming water, you're just diluting the sodium that's in your blood mm-hmm. uh, and dropping that blood sodium level. So that's not good for performance. Which, unless you think about that, you know, it, it makes sense once you think about it. You're adding fluid without bringing your sodium up with mm-hmm. it to keep concentration the same. You know, it makes sense when you think about You're it. You're just diluting. I think everyone's been so programmed to think being hydrated yeah, fluid is hydrated. fluid, not yeah. making sure you're keeping electrolytes in line with what if the you, concentration needs like, to be. Our preload suggestion is uh, if you're really, you know, really wanting to make sure it's it's good to go night before, mm-hmm. not weeks out, mm-hmm. night before you go, uh, you know, 16 to 32 ounces of sports drink, high concentration sports drink. So that's a thousand plus milligrams per liter uh, concentration sports drink. We use the Precision Hydration 1500 as our sports drink, uh, our preload of choice. Um, you do that the night before yep. and then you can do it the morning of, uh, you know, so depending yeah, on exactly what, that's exactly what I do. If it's a goal event, uh, or a big hard training day that I have the night before, yep. like you just mentioned, 90 minutes, two hours before, yep. um, uh, I take in another like 16, sometimes 32, and then I'm sipping on it as well yep. leading up to the start of the event. So that's just like creating that buffer basically, mm-hmm. you know, you have that little extra you can bring more cells. sodium. You can hear the blood <laughs> just kind of increasing in size. So you're bringing more sodium into the blood which actually brings more water into the blood. 
When you bring that big, uh, big sodium load in there, you're going to bring more water into the blood. So you may actually carry more weight into an event where you know you're going to need both sodium and a lot of fluid. Mm -hmm. So you're by preloading electrolyte, you are actually also like doing what you think you're doing when you're just pounding water. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're topping off the well yeah, in exactly. the proper form. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, if your concentration is right during your long workouts and stuff like that, the other thing you can do like right after you get done, if you know it was a hard, hard day, you sweat a lot, you know, maybe not feeling so fantastic, you know, put in another preload style drink as a post activity rehydration, mm -hmm. rapid rehydration. Um, and that has, for a lot of people, that's just been the, yeah. just the pre and the post have been have helped the ton. game changer. Yeah. Um, you know, as with those headaches, with the dizziness, with the, uh, post activity fatigue, uh, you know, I, like we've heard a lot of reports of people just not being as hungry afterwards, even, yep. um, you know, I've noticed I don't eat as much during, like yeah. I don't need as many calories. Yeah. It doesn't seem, yeah. um, a couple questions here. Or one's a question, the other's a statement. <laughs> uh, Jeff says, the wife asked why you were sitting uh, so far apart. <laughs> uh, just in case. <laughs> this is in case another person is here. When yeah. We have uh, interviews, we, but we leave it open. The, the pro I've already established my divot mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. and Brian as well. So. And Niella. I believe she was the Instagram. Uh, yep, Scott. Yeah. Uh, she says, first off, she said, I'm here. And then she says, for what it's worth, I drink a lot of noon. Uh, when I'm training uh, with long distance runs, uh, but still get headaches, Gatorade endurance seemed to help some. So um, noon uh, comes in around that like 750, yeah. 760 milligrams per liter. Um, Gatorade endurance is actually only about, I think that comes in like six something. I'm not positive on that. Um, you know, so... If Gatorade endurance is lower and it's helping some, you, you could be needing some like um, sugar, some sugars. carbs in there. No. Um, so, you know, it could, it may not just be a sodium thing at that point. It could, it could be uh, like you're just getting low on glycogen or, you know, glucose, sugar, uh, basically. So if the one's helping, I would say, you know, work on your nutrition as far as calories and the amount of carbohydrates that you're taking in during those long, long efforts. Um, and then get, make sure that post, that post, uh, rehydration and meal, mm -hmm. uh, you know, supports, you know, good recovery, mm -hmm. getting in good carbs, uh, you know, clean fueling. That's not the topic of the day, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could be either there's one. Just, yeah, there's variables, obviously, at play. The, you know, if you're getting them consistently, I, I, like, I may be biased, but I would probably think it's more hydration related. Yeah. But, um, you know, you never know. Mm -hmm. You, you got to play with it. This is not, like, this is not the bullseye. We're not going after hitting the absolute bullseye here. We're getting, getting a data point, and we're, then we're tailoring, like, our you know, uh, trial and error around that. Exactly. So it's a lot closer and generally it, it hits the mark. 
Yep. But sometimes there has to be fluctuations, you know, based on your sweat rate, the things that, you know, change your sweat rate. So, yep. um, and really quick, since I, I, we didn't really talk about how you can calculate your sweat rate, the easiest way to do it, uh, when you're going to do something hour-ish to 90 minutes, you know, something where you're not going to be eating a lot or stopping for bathroom breaks or anything like that, um, what we, we recommend, whatever bottles you're going to be drinking from, hold those, uh, no clothes on, get on the scale before you go do this. Naked? Naked. Get all naked. Um, on the scale way, go out, do your training session, come back with those same bottles that you've been drinking from now that are going to be uh, more empty than when you started reweigh after, you know, if you're still sweating a lot or something, get all your sweat off too. Um, and that net difference that you have. So if I was 190 pounds when I left and I come back and I'm holding my bottles I've been drinking from and I'm 186 and it was a one hour ride, then I have lost four pounds and uh, then you got to do some math. That's a lot of sweat. That's a lot of sweat. That's two liters. Four pounds an hour. Roughly. Four times 16 is what? It's two liters. <laughs> two liters an hour. Yeah. So then you know uh, about where your sweat rate's at. Now that fluctuates. So do that often. We tell people to do it yep. a lot um, because it's going to fluctuate. Especially if you're having issues. How hard you're going, temperature, kind of two, two big things. But And generally speaking, if your sweat rate is above around a liter an hour to a liter and a half an hour that's usually when we have to tweak the actual recommendation yeah. uh to the drink and go a little bit higher on the concentration than where what you're yeah. you know for for longer stuff not not necessarily for an hour to an hour and a half but like anything longer you know we'll tweak that because your sweat rate is going to basically overpower so to speak mm -hmm. your your uh sweat sodium output mm -hmm. yep. or, or magnify it, amplify it. So Q Lee, Lee is on essentially just another testimonial there. Yeah. Like she I said, no more, no more migraines after long rides. I could do, we could read off testimonials mm -hmm. all day long, but yep. so if you're, if you're looking into getting tested, uh, from us, you can always go to our website, buildpeakcompete.com slash hydration. Um, and then if you are not in our area, you can actually go to precisionhydration.com and look up a sweat testing center in your area. Um, you know, if there isn't one and you're close enough uh, that we can make it there in a day. Yeah. Come <laughs> and see you us. you got a lot of friends. We've got, so yeah, we, you know, if you, if you don't have a sweat testing area in your, or a sweat testing center in your area, um, and you can, and you think you can put together a big group. We're happy to, uh, you know, travel out and uh, set up and test everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, we are going to be doing uh, some testing at the Memphis May Triathlon. I wanted to mention that. So um, be on the lookouts that if you're going to be at Memphis in May, um, you'll be able to get a discounted sweat, uh, sweat sodium concentration test and uh, talk to one of our sweat experts about your personal hydration. Cool. Any other questions from anyone online? If you got them, put them up quick. Uh, last shout out, Dale. Uh, Baron's man cave. Ba so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go in tight here. You can't see this. If you want, if you're liking this, go see my man Brian Henderson at Baron's man cave. Check that out right there. 
Ban- my, or my gal Janie. Or my <laughs> gal Janie, also Baron's Man Baron's Man Cave. Ooh, only my second haircut that someone has done besides me since ninth grade. And if you're listening, uh, you're going to have to go check out the YouTube uh, video to, to see these uh, fantastic do's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, we got haircuts. A... We got a haircut finally. Uh-huh. Finally, we finally cut our hair. Yeah. All right. All right. No more questions. So we're good to go. All right. Appreciate everybody hanging out, watching, listening. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Adios.